Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. All right. Well, the big fight's happening this weekend, folks. Of course, that's tomorrow specifically. On zone pay-per-view, not the regular zone. you will be paying pay-per-view because they said there's not going to be a pay-per-view, and they lied to you. All that rhymes. But the big fight everybody's talking about, Canelo Alvarez, the number one king, even though he took that L to Bivol, the truth is people expected him to take a loss to Bivol. It was too much for him, and I do think he took Bivol lightly. I honestly believe that. I also think his change to the vegan diet might have played a factor. Some people think Bivol was just too good stylistically, I didn't see that. It seemed like Canelo wasn't there. It seemed like he wasn't in the fight. He wasn't as aggressive. Bavall doesn't have the power. It just seemed like the work rate, Bavall just kind of threw him off a little bit. Don't really know why. I don't think that Bavall was that much better at all. I think it was just one of those where Canelo didn't take it serious, number one. And number two, whatever that vegan did to him, I think played a factor. That's my opinion. Anyway, where it's the third fight against Gennady Golovkin. Of course, Gennady Golovkin. Claims this will not be his last fight. Says he's going to continue fighting after Canelo. I do think, and most people think, Canelo is going to have a bone to pick with this guy with all the stuff he said. And I, I covered that on a past episode. If you didn't listen in the archives, Golovkin, like Canelo, he came out and he said, you know, Golovkin, he's fake. He's phony. He says all this stuff in front of the cameras, but then behind the scenes, he says something else. And that's true. He was doing an interview, and I forget who it was. If it was Fight Hub, I think it was Fight Hub on YouTube. Go check it out. Because basically, and the title is, you know, he's cheating, but I still want to fight him. And this was after the second fight, I believe it was. And he, he was saying all sorts of reckless things. You know, he's saying, you know, this is not clean sports. You know, it's, they're, they're these drugs, you know, the doctors, you know, they show me these, these pills he's taking, you know. You know and, and so he says all this stuff, and then he gets in front, and he acts like this good guy and all that. But he says things to set this guy Canelo off. The thing is, this is happening at Canelo's natural fighting weight. This isn't Bavall where it's at a, fight, a weight that Canelo is not comfortable at. This is Canelo's comfortable weight, and people believe pretty widely that Canelo's going to completely destroy Golovkin. Golovkin is older. I don't think Golovkin's going to get destroyed. I do think Canelo's going to have something to prove. I think it's going to go the distance. That's my opinion because I believe that Canelo is going to come in thinking about Bavall and thinking about that loss, and that may cause him to go the distance. You got to keep in mind, the loss he took to Bavall was the first loss in, like, years because the fight he had with Mayweather was back in 2013. So this think of how long that is that he went not taking another loss since. And then, of course, he does the draw with Golovkin. That certainly couldn't have made him feel very good. And then he takes the loss. So I think mentally Canelo might be having some issues. I want to see Canelo get back to basics. He's still a young guy. He still has way more years ahead of him. And remember. Canelo is the unified champion, minus one belt. Actually, he has all of them at 168. Yeah, he has all of them. It's WBL, WBC, IBF, WBA, and the ring. Does Canelo, all belts are on the line. Again, I don't think Golovkin's got enough left to deal with Canelo, but I don't see that Canelo's going to be able to knock the guy out. Golovkin seems to be sturdy, even now, and I don't think Canelo's going to have enough. I also think it's going to go the distance with Canelo's distraction. Time will tell. I could get that wrong. I just, for me, that's my gut speaking and how I see that. 
On the undercard of that fight, we've got a little bit more super middleweight action. First up is Ali Akhmedov fighting Gabe Rosado. For those that don't know, the interesting story of Gabe Rosado, of course, he was the one that sparked out NSB's Bully Bechtemir, their eye test favorite. Bully Bechtemir sparked him out cold. And Gabe Rosado is actually the reigning, not defending, big knockouts boxing champion at middleweight, I believe it is. Still, he never lost the title in the ring. Big knockouts boxing just stopped. It never showed up again. He never dropped the belt, but it never closed. <laughs> so that's an interesting story there. So Ahmedov versus Rosado. Ahmedov, of course, he's the up-and-coming guy. He's a young guy. I haven't watched very much of his fights. However, what I do know is this won't be as easy, I don't think, at all for Gabe Rosado. This is going to be a real tough challenge for him. If Rosado can make this guy look bad, it's going to be huge, and Rosado will need all the respect in the world because what I do know is Akhmedov has power, strong guy. He's an orthodox fighter. He's a strong guy. The thing, though, is that Akhmedov is coming off of a loss. He had lost a fight previous. He got knocked out, and so that's a little bit something, but it seemed like he rebounded very nicely and is on that knockout streak again, kind of like Carlos Ocampo. My gut Akhmedov gets Rosado out of there in under eight rounds. What the wait and see if my prediction is correct on that one. Also on that same undercard, the return of Jesse Bam Rodriguez. Jesse Bam Rodriguez was supposed to. I'm very disappointed because he was supposed to fight because he had just fought Rung Vijay, took out Rung Vijay. I was very surprised he was able to do that. As a big Rung Vijay fan, I did not believe he could do that, but he got it done. And he got it done in an amazing fashion. Rung Vijay certainly wasn't there. So then I expect, after taking out Quadras and Rung Vizai, two of the four kings, I expected Bam Rodriguez to stick by his word, go after Estrada, and Estrada, I believe, has another fight booked, or Chocolatito. He apparently refuses to fight one of the two of them. I forget which one it is. He refuses to fight one of the two of them. I consider that a duck. That's on. That's me, though. So Jesse Rodriguez instead is going to fight Israel Gonzalez. This is a super flyweight. It's for the WBC title. I don't know much about Israel Gonzalez other than I don't think he's going to be very much of a threat for Bam Rodriguez. It feels like a one of those soft touch, you know, get back fights like Keith once upon a time Thurman likes to say. That's what it feels like to me. I, I think he's probably a nice guy, but his his record and his power, it seems like it he's not he's not a test for Rodriguez, put it that way. I say that we just saw a guy that was an eye test and he was a prospect and all this stuff out of the UK gets sparked out by a guy that got 16 knock 16% knockout ratio. So anything can happen in the sport. I'm not dismissing the guy completely. I am saying he, I'm not going to call him a bum as much as I want to be tempted to. I'm not going to call the guy a bum, but he's, he just went to withdraw his last fight. Just before that, he lost a wide unanimous. Just before that, he struggled with a guy before they lost a wide unanimous before that he was stopped in 10. Like, I'm not seeing a test for Ben Rodriguez. I think Rodriguez gets him out of there in four rounds or less. That's my gut speaking. And I could get that completely wrong, but it is what it is. I'm, I'm not a fan of that fight. Then, of course, we got, this is at middleweight now. We've got Austin Williams. He's fighting Kieran Conway. This is at the T-Mobile Arena out in Las Vegas. Also on DAZN pay-per-view. I don't know either guy. Of course, the Austin Williams is the the guy that they're promoting as the next big thing. He's got he's undefeated as yet, eighty two percent knockout ratio. Decently strong guy, a southpaw. I don't think he's ever been tested. 
So that's going to be the, this one I think will be a little bit of a test for him. He's not a great test, but he's a durable fighter that he's fighting in Conway. Conway is one that he's, it's hard to get him out of your face, frankly. And so I think it's a good test for him. Certainly. Uh, Conway has way more experience than Williams does by far. So what I suspect from this fight, because Williams is a southpaw coming in and has the momentum, if nothing else, I suspect he's going to drop the first few rounds and then eventually get either stopped or knocked out uh, sometime probably mid-fight, I guess. I don't think it's going to last that long. Um, I think Williams is just strong enough to deal with him uh, in, in quick fashion. A middleweight action again, also on zone. This is an interesting fight. We got Diego Pacheco. He's going to be fighting Enrique Colazo. Diego Pacheco, I watch the guy. I like what I see. I think there's something there. In my opinion, he's got a, he's got a factor about him that stands out in the crowd. The guy he's fighting, though, Enrique Colazo, is a strong fighter. He's one of those that's, I don't want to say durable, that's not the right word, but he's difficult to deal with like he has a very unique style that makes him hard to match up against and you got to really be on your game to even put a dent in the guy i i like him too actually i think he's a really good fighter he's only ever lost the one time both orthodox fighters roughly equivalent in height um i believe roughly equivalent in reach if i had to guess enrique is a little bit older than pacheco i'm leaning pacheco on this one even though pacheco doesn't have the same years of experience he's had almost as many rounds so it feels like pacheco is a little bit more seasoned in the number of rounds he's gone against guys my guts is leaning towards pacheco to deal with this in short order i don't want to even pick a round on that one i just think it's gonna be a good fight for as long as it lasts those are the fights i'm aware of for this fight weekend i'm probably going not going to check these out this weekend but i will check out the aftermath especially with uh, Pacheco and Colazo, I'm interested in that one. I'm not, uh, and Ahmedov and Rosado, I'm interested in that one. You know, I'm not really sold on Canelo Golovkin. I know that's weird, but it feels like a fight that we, it needed to happen because we're basically, Canelo has one win and there's one draw and we need to solve it. So I knew it needed to happen. It just feels like it's too late. Like it's, Golovkin's already been through wars. He got almost dropped by Darianchenko, yet Harvey Doc saved him there. Danny Jacobs was outboxing him. Kel Brook was out boxing. Like, it feels like Golovkin either doesn't, he's not the same guy. Uh, with Murata, I figured Murata was going to get a decision. Golovkin struggled a little bit with him, but ultimately got him out of there. So it's not that I think Golovkin's a bum or any of that. I think it's just a fight that didn't need to happen, is my point. It needed to happen to solve the, the rivalry. I'm saying it didn't need to happen now because Golovkin's way too old at this point for it to really even matter. Because if Canelo, Canelo blows him out, People just say, well, Golovkin is old. If Golovkin gets the win, people will say, oh, well, Canelo was coming off a loss, so whatever. Or, oh, the second was a robbery, which it wasn't. It was a close fight. I'm not sold on that one, so I'm probably not going to check it out, but I will check the aftermath, and let's hope, cross fingers, that it does not go to a draw because that would piss a lot of people off. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport, 
That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.